You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Yeah, 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 yo. What's up, what's up? Detroit is definitely in the building via headphones, turning on speakers. Um, of course, I did, did I miss something already? No, no, no. <laughs> I, that was my fault. Because I was simultaneously looking at my, my show notes and looking out the window. I'm telling you, these windows are the devil. Um, but anyway, uh, this is your man, the African Caesar. We're going to stick the land at one day, I swear to you. Uh, and then, of course, I am joined by the North Star of the show. No. The Moral Compass. No, no North Star. It's me, yours truly. Eating his Fritos. I I've have, never, I, honestly, I've never, I've never known anybody eat Fritos. You're the first person I've actually seen in my lifetime. Man, you got a movie. I mean, man, you live in the, really? You live in yeah. the burbs now. So, I mean, you probably eat Fritos. because they never, like, no, they just, oh, he got the honey barbecue twist. Okay, that's different. Like, I was yeah. talking about plain Fritos. No, no, of course not. Plain, dude, I, dude, I know people that put those in chili. But they do it with something else. Nobody eats Fritos by itself. All right. They they eat it in conjunction with something I mean, else. nobody just sits around eating salt or pepper either. Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 Terrible. I mean, salt and pepper, maybe different. Hey. But no, okay, so you got the, I'll eat those too, the honey yeah, barbecue. Yeah, well, my, yes, my skin yeah. season, why will my chips be, you know? Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is how we're going to start the show off. That is, all right, shout out to Fritos. Well, at least the honey barbecue division. Um, But no, anyway, um, been a long week. Uh, some breaking news, though, like, out the gate. Uh, Josh, Josh Luber, Luber. Is uh blown out of StockX, I guess, officially today. Uh, I think we had mentioned it was coming down the pike. I mean, you don't get replaced, so they can keep you around. You know, as far as CEO, he's the former CEO of uh, StockX. Gotcha. There you go. And that's probably why we got the. Uh, <laughs> now that I think about it, that the news you just gave me—that's probably why that happened. Uh. <laughs> So that's all. <laughs> I don't even know if I should say it on there. Everything is politics. Everything. Everything. Is, man, can I say it on there or no? Not, not yet. Oh, wait, okay. we'll wait. But that's probably why. It's that's, just funny that you gave me that news the same day as that happens. So. That's hilarious. Because, well, that was, I had that conversation with them last Friday. Yeah. Oh, so last right. So it was around the same time. Then. I mean, yeah. Just because the news just came out doesn't mean that they haven't come to that conclusion, right. you know, before now. Um, but <laughs> stay tuned. <though. laughs> that tickles me now. That is <laughs> hilarious. Anyway, um, man, wow. So yeah, Josh. Josh is gone from StockX. I think most of us have seen this coming. I mean, like I said, he's been replaced the CEO with. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name though. Formerly from eBay. Uh, Is it Scott or something? I forgot. Anyway. um, Honestly, I I haven't used StockX ever since the hack. So I don't know. 
how well or bad the business has been moving. Um, I'm pretty sure they're still doing pretty good. I mean, people talk shit about, you know, like StockX got fakes and all that stuff. But I, I doubt anybody's really going to stop, at least enough people to stop uh, using a platform enough to cause any real damage. So, um, um I still see, I, I will say this, and I don't know if it's just my eyes are just tuned in to StockX. All right, so curious. So Josh Luber listed as co-founder. Yes. But Scott Cutler has been the CEO mm-hmm, since last year. Since June of 2019. Yep. I know it was Scott or something. Yeah, Scott Cutler. Yep. So even with him walking away, one, he's still handsomely paid. Oh, yeah, he getting paid. Yeah, I mean, he, he's not going to the poorhouse no time soon. <laughs> You know, let's see MC Howard his way through his money. That and then two. Um, I think with the Terra StockX is that before it was just the authentication fee, which was like four dollars and shipping, whatever, right? Right. Now it's authentication, shipping went up, and tax. And you know, I had at one point they had a processing fee too. Oh, that tax, man. That that thing hurts. <laughs> I'm looking like, you know. That hurt. I, was I looking, made an eBay purchase. I'm like, why is this a couple? And I look, I'm all night and I don't go say. Because people were talking about it and I just happened to go on there and just kind of. Go went too. Go had to put it on there too. Uncle Did Sam. they? Yeah, Uncle Sam. <laughs> they wow. want their cut. I'm telling you, man. Uncle Sam will get his cut. I promise you that. Um, I wonder if there was any. Because now they're doing it, right? Like, I wonder what the conversations were like leading up to that. Because I wonder if IRS or whoever uh, reached out like, hey, yo, y'all making all this money. Uh, y'all taxing no sales? Because I'm pretty sure the companies themselves were paying their business tax. But were they also, But you know, they weren't collecting sales tax. Because I think it would. But I, I think mean, it varies by state too, though. But uh, but it's a transaction thing too, though. So because my thing is, it's like they're not. They're basically middlemaning. They're not like a a direct like. Okay, I buy this from you. They're not. Yeah, here. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no they're business. not a. They're not a distributor. Yeah. Right. So right. it's just like. Weird. Well, but I mean, keep in mind, even so, as a vendor, even like Foot Locker, they don't distribute. They just you know, you come in there, you buy, or you go online and they sell things at a retail price. They're just a middleman between a buyer and a seller. So well, and that makes sense. I mean, that's to me that makes sense. So the CEO uh, that that came in June of last year uh, came from eBay, then StubHub. So I mean, that makes that's perfectly logical to me. That you know, okay, that's that business model. Yeah. You know, it's you are facilitating a trade, and I do. I always love. I've always said that like eBay, StubHub, Uber, and Pimps um, all have the same legal defense. When it comes to like whenever people, well, why aren't you doing this legally? Hey, uh, I just put two consenting adults together uh, and then take a little cut off the top. And then whatever they do after that, that's on them. Right. <laughs> how, how well is that flown in court, though? They haven't gotten nailed yet. Well, yet. But yeah, that's why, that's why I was looking <laughs> at but that, it. It just happened right. on, but it happens on other, other platforms, too, though. Like it just came onto the reselling. Well, segment. the whole thing with Scott, though, you know, is. Like he said, one, he has experience within that business model. Two, he has experience running a corporation, especially with them trying to go public, which they just did earlier this year. Um, or was it relative? I think it was within the last couple of months, actually, where they went live. Um, so, uh, so you already knew the right ones on the wall because there was no 
confidence in Josh Josh's ability to lead the company once it got to that level. Once you get to that level, now you got shareholders that you got to be beholden to, and it comes with a whole laundry list of things that you didn't have to deal with as a private company. So, um, because I think up until that point, you know, he just had to answer to Dan. And, you know, as far as I knew, him and Dan had a pretty cozy relationship. And so, uh, but now that they're going public, well, they were trying to go public, but then a hack happened. And you already know, like, if you're trying to roll out a new stock or IPO, last thing you want to do is have bad headlines because you want the stocks to start off strong. So <laughs> that pushed everything back. Um, and then even with COVID, their response to that, that pushed it back a little bit too. Um, but at that point, Scott was the CEO or not. Uh, so, and they were kind of using Josh as like a figurehead. Like he was still going out there making speeches, kissing babies, shaking hands and stuff. But I guess, I don't know. And then this is what I will say. I try not to get too personal with it, but you know, my run is with Josh is, you know, do definitely, I ain't going to say, Talking to people and having my run-ins with Josh, there is some ego involved. But I guess that goes par for the course when you're on that level. But there's definitely a lot of ego involved. So I don't know how much of his ego would have allowed him to, like, this is a company that you co-founded. And now it's being ran by other people and you don't have as much power to say in how the business is ran. I don't know if I could have stayed there either. I mean, that's the reality. I mean, and that's one of the reasons why, like, we've stayed away from venture capital and all that crap. Like, once you... Once you take cash and you give up some of that control, yeah. well, I mean, in his case, it wasn't even like I give cash for control. Like they were just like, no, like you're out of here, <laughs> you know. Like, but I mean, then again, that is but cash with, control. But without them, yeah, that's true. You, you don't have that problem, right? Because I mean, Dan Gilbert was able to make that move. He was like, mm-hmm. yo, you got to take a step back, you know. And so, I mean, I don't know what the breakdown was as far as uh, interest, but. Obviously. Oh yeah, I, I couldn't find. I d- did a quick search. I couldn't find any like. You I'm know, pretty like, sure Dan Gilbert had a, a, the lion's share. Um, go figure. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So they gave Josh the back seat, and he wasn't comfortable in that back seat. You know, somebody else driving, especially a car that you built. You know, so uh, can't say I. I as somebody with an ego myself, I can understand. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like if all of a sudden somebody bought the podcast and then told me I couldn't host no more, but you can you know, you can run sound <laughs> like I'm gonna feel some type of way. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, but I mean if you were making what he was making, because he always complained about he don't be around with his daughter, not on it was not on your terms, but you're you're gonna be on with his daughter. Like spending more time with Doris in the traveling, like he wouldn't think he enjoyed about not being in that. Uh, okay, I, I'm just, I'm just. No, I mean, it's admirable. It's easy to take a back seat when. The From what I know, he uh, he took advantage of all. Oh, that if stuff. there's enough commas. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm no, good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, internally, you hear a lot of people say that like a lot of things got bottlenecked because he was such a micromanager. Um, uh, you know, see, he, and that can be hard. Yeah, and then he was kind of. I mean, first of all, let's be honest. Josh was not really a sneaker person. He saw the money that was to be made in sneakers and took full advantage of it. But he was not a sneaker person, so he was playing a persona. You know, he was as Josh was not a. Well, sneaker Well, so he was more head. about the platform and not the product. I mean, that, that, yeah. that that's perfectly fine. 
No, that's fine. I'm just saying, but th- like he was out there portraying this. Oh well, I mean, person. And it was you kind of like, got to put on that act. I know you have to, but it's just annoying because you know it, if it annoys me when this YouTuber does it, it's definitely going to annoy me <laughs> when you know this uh, venture capitalist does it. So, um, and that's not to disparage Josh. It's just like yo, I mean, it is what it is. Like a lot of things got, and you are what you are. Yeah, yeah. And that was the whole thing. That was part of my irritation. I was like, yo, just. Just say you own this company. Like Dan Gilbert doesn't have to pretend he's in the sneakers. Like he's like, you know, I'll print. No. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, he doesn't have to do that. So like you don't have to do that either. But yeah. Gilbert also wasn't the face of the company. Well, that was another problem too, that Josh wanted to be the face of the company, which is why he put on that persona. And people were saying that a lot of times like he was using like the company to like gain relationships and favors which once again is part for the course as if that's, other business people don't do that what you're supposed to do yeah but, not- it was, <laughs> but it was more like i'm using stuff like all of a sudden like i went from not being the cool kid to not owning this company so mm. now i can use this company to be cool because now i can hang out with this celebrity and that right. celebrity and as the saying goes a lane with money is still a lame so mm-hmm. <laughs> true but you know he was smart enough to build a stock x and so but not as far enough to keep. He had the idea. So, Can't yell. So, that is what it is. Um, I don't know. So it'd be interesting to see how StockX moves going forward. Rumor has it he's going to start another startup. What that startup is, I don't know. Um, I wonder if it have anything to do with sneakers. Probably not. I know because I think people feel like the, the sneaker game has kind of peaked. I said that a few years ago. And I mean, I, I mean, I, I, thought, I told you I was always ready to bubble gum bust when everything started becoming. I'm looking forward about to the bubble bust. Seeing money values and everything else. I mean, you kind of. I mean, it's kind of has a little bit because, I mean, it's hanging on a little bit. But to me, it feel like it's it a quarter is drastically. A lot of stuff is on sale. I mean, it's hard to tell because the pandemic kept people in. So when you came outside, everything sells now. Everything sells. Like, there's not a retro Jordan on the shelf. It'd be interesting to see, though, how things move going forward. Because, like, you know, look at those China 7s that dropped last week. (sighs) Man, did anybody get a pair? Because I swear to God, I've seen more pairs on StockX and GOAT and Stadium Goods and all these other resale platforms than I've seen on anybody's feet. And that's that's the part of the sneaker game, though. And I think that's a problem. If you're a brand, there's more shoes on shelves. I don't care if it's a retail shelf or a resale shelf. If there's more shoes on shelves or online than on people's feet, that becomes a problem. You might be happy that it's sold out of your warehouse and your inventory, right? But that's going to have some type of residual effect because what people are going to do is they're going to be like, okay, you know what? I can't get my hands on this shoe. So I'm either not going to even bother with sneakers at all or I'm going to find a brand that isn't as overly hyped and just settle with that. And I, I feel not only that, but they might go to other, like they'll go to other avenues or they'll go to the resale market. That's how the resale market was birthed was because of. But that's what I'm talking about. The resale market is getting to the point now. It's like, yo, like it's, it's becoming. I mean, it was already ridiculous, but it's just like at this point, it's just like, man, y'all, y'all taking things to such a degree to where you making people that love sneakers don't even want to deal with it anymore. I find myself being like, it used to be a time where it would be like, okay, I want this shoe so bad. And I would, you know, scour the internet looking for the best price. Now nah, I don't even care. I'm like, I, you know what? If I can get it for retail, I just don't need it. Like, that's where I'm at now. Like, I don't even care no more. I'm like, yo, like there's plenty of other shoes 
for me to go after because we already know like there's other not as hype shoes that people aren't thinking about some older shoes that you know haven't been re-retro that are out there um some like i said less hype sneakers that people aren't yeah i can't even get my jordan collection like replace things that are old or beat up or soul separated or i can't find or i simply want it was because after the last dance the, the prices on the jordans are ridiculous Everything's ridiculous. So it's just like, I mean, I'm luckily like other bronze I missed out on. I can go grab or um, uh, other little stuff at retail I've been caught on sale. So it's just like little things that I was like, okay, I need this, filling this in. And like just getting other things that I wanted or, you know what, I didn't give it enough thought. But since Jordan is not on my mind in the forefront, let me go look at other things like you were saying. But luckily I have enough passion. It's not about I'm going to look. I know what I'm going to look for. Right. Okay, Zoom Flight Fives, these air turbulences, the you know Viz Zoom up tempos, up tempo maxes, like Penny Twos and Penny Threes, like all those different things. Like I have a genuine like for Answer Threes, so I got Answer Threes. But it's just certain things. Okay, yeah, this is what I I'm going to look for, and I'll be on there. You know, my friends go, like, you know, email time or here. I'm like, yeah, because I'll be looking for the. Best deals, and I be wanting a pair of Kobe's, man. I got Kobe a pair of Kobe fours, but like the Kobe fives, like I saw a pair for three hundred. I'm like, yeah, I might do that. So I'm gonna do Dave that, but I'm looking like, mm, it's just I shouldn't have to pay that for that shoe or what it means. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna come a time where the things gonna drop, and you're gonna be able to get your collection like what you want it to be. So. We'll see. I mean, that's why I'm hoping for the rubber busting because it's like, okay, once that happens, everybody, all the hangers on evaporate. But I think it might, I mean, for sneaker retail, for people who work in our arena, that's my only fear for that because that just gives the company more initiative. To cut and lay off. Yeah, so that's the okay. only thing. Yeah, I, I, that's, I, I okay, that's I a side I did not for consider. For is that bubble right, bursting, right. that's the only thing I fear. What I mean by bubble bursting, I mean just like all these people that are in it for resale or hype, like, okay, mm-hmm. like evaporate and no longer exist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Leaving sure. room for people like me who actually love sneakers and enjoy collecting. Oh, for sure. You know. Um, but it kind of makes me think about the Travis Scott McDonald's thing. I understood what I, I mean, to me, you look at it like it's another hype beast move. To me, I understand it. From a marketing standpoint, it's McDonald's that says, and like I told you before, even with the Beyonce, sometimes they don't sign you, they sign you for your fan base. No, no, I get Because they see your sales, you're like, you make t shirts, sell out, you do this, it sells out. So it's just like, why not tap into his fan base? And that's exactly what they did with him. Don't, don't, I mean, I'm saying I'm annoyed, but don't confuse my annoyance. It ain't with McDonald's. The McDonald's is going to do what it does to sell sandwiches. So Travis Scott is going to help them make the sell sandwiches. I get it. I'm, my irritation is with the people. My irritation is with people who are like, oh, Travis Scott likes McDonald's. I've never tried McDonald's or I did not enjoy McDonald's up until this point. And all of a sudden, Travis Scott likes it. He has a shirt or whatever the shit he has with McDonald's. And all of a sudden, I got it. That to me is such a sheep move to me. And, I don't care how many McDonald's sandwiches Michael Jordan eats. I'm eating McDonald's only if I have to. Like if, yeah. if I'm hungry and I'm on a run. I mean, look, he he actually got a, he actually got a legitimate meal. He didn't like something that. What was legitimate ordered. about that meal? No, I'm st- here's my thing. What I'm saying is, 
It wasn't nothing extravagant. It was a normal meal like a black person order. A burger with the bacon, Sprite, and the fries. That's what I'm talking about. He didn't go off and do something crazy. He kept it. I would have preferred that, honestly. No, nah, heck, you know. I would have preferred that. Because they would have justified People already don't eat McDonald's. So you going up for the deep No, no, no. Well, I ain't saying deep, deep. But I'm saying he could have came with something unique. Like a unique burger. Like a Travis Scott burger. Like, I, I mean, don't know. I they took research. They ain't got to go spend on that I don't know. They're going to say, here, slap this. How you want your food? Put it like, like something unique. So it was like, okay, this is something different. Other than if you give me a double cheeseburger with fries. I mean, they call it a Travis Scott They don't have nothing, though. They don't, like, but I just thought about it. McDonald's doesn't really offer bacon on their burgers. Like, Wendy's has a bacon cheeseburger. Like, no, they big, do. Big they have it now? Yeah, they've been doing it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was just kind of like. Oh, okay. Because I never, when I looked at it, I never seen that on the menu. I've never ordered it because yeah, I, I usually stick to the nuggets and the tenders. And I, I think might, well, maybe that's what people try to get people to order more of that type of sandwich. I but. might get a double cheeseburger. Because real talk, as far as McDonald's is concerned, if I go to McDonald's, it's for the fries, nuggets, and sweet tea. And even with that being said, Wendy's has better nuggets. McDonald, I mean, well, Burger King has better burgers. Chick Fil A has better nuggets too. You gotta try that Chick Fil A. Mm. Yeah, you gotta Chick Fil A. So I'm not a big fan of Chick Fil A's nuggets, but yeah. their fries are good and their sandwiches are good. So you know, there's that. I feel like McDonald's gets right. Like McDonald's is branded better than everybody else. I mean, because it's been and there's a million of them more yeah, than yeah. anybody else. Like, y'all have, like, one Burger King location and maybe, like, five other McDonald's locations around it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, more convenience. And the smart thing McDonald's did, actually, is they... So when they put up a new McDonald's, they actually own the land. McDonald's is, like, one of the biggest landowners in the world. So they don't just lease property. They actually own the land that they... And then they lease it out to a, a franchise... Uh, Franchisee. Yeah. And whatever. So I, I think it's ingenious, but um no, I'm not surprised that they reached out to Travis Scott. I guess that's where we are in the world now. I mean, it's not the first time we had Michael Jackson with Pepsi. You know, I remember MC Hammer did the thing with Taco Bell back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like I So that's not that's not nothing new. But even when MC Hammer and Michael Jackson did their things, I don't remember there being pandemonium at the gas station to get Pepsi or well, I mean, uh, commerce is way more bigger now. About. Hype is more bigger. There wasn't social media around back then. You know what I'm saying? No, that's so, true. That's true. I'm so just I even just, still just like, no, nah, like, really? And it's like, I see people flipping uh, McDonald's employee shirts for like $400. And I'm like, bro, I'm out. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm good. Like, this, 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 <laughs> I'm so good. I am avoiding McDonald's for the next month. I don't want nothing to do with me. I don't really eat there anyway. I, I don't either, but I'm, fresh, I'm making really it a real. point to avoid it, though. Because even with that being said, McDonald's, like, it depends. Like, if I'm on the road and I'm hungry, first thing I'm thinking is, like, okay, is there a Wendy's around? You know, like, is there <laughs> if McDonald's is the only thing around and it's convenient, okay, cool, I'll run through McDonald's. But, you know, if I can get a Whopper or if I can get nuggets from Wendy's, That's I'm just- there. That's just great. My thing, their food is fake to me. Like, I was reading the article. Like, a little bit fake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you don't even have to try to have Oh, McDonald's. I hate when they say they got 100% beef. I'm like, bruh, I don't know about the that. fries are sprayed with something that make them look golden brown, not even 100% potato. Like, <laughs> like bruh. That was just crazy. Like, I don't know about that McDonald's. But, no, nah, I, I just, I'm, mad, I'm more mad at people, like, just falling for the okie doke so easily. Like, it takes nothing to sell you on something. You can just insert said celebrity's name and people just go crazy. And it's like, oh, man, we can't okay. be, I mean, we, we can't be mad because that's how we got on the sneakers with Michael Jordan and Brian and Kobe, KD, whoever. And then, like, even with music. So, 
would shine. But you actually had to push. do something though. Like Michael Jordan actually played good. You know, it wasn't like just. I mean, Michael people like, even though you may not care for him, but some people think Travis Scott made good music. And then, and well, Travis Scott makes good music, so therefore I'm gonna go buy his CD. Michael Jordan was a good basketball player, so therefore I'm gonna buy his basketball shoes. But people, but Michael Jordan didn't always translate over to everything. Like well, everything Michael Jordan did, like I didn't go buy Hanes just because Michael Jordan said I, I've never eaten. Well, Wheaties. not you. I'm just saying, but in the grand scheme of things, right. those things work because the Hanes, the McDonald's, him did he did McDonald's commercial. I mean, all NBA players, but now that like I told you in 2014 that the entertainer's a new athlete. Now they're not really going for ball players like that. Now that ball players in the commercials were getting replaced by rappers. So mm-hmm. no, I agree. You're right about one thing. Finally, <laughs> you sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, you know what? We got some phone calls. I did want to get to. Um, hold on, let me look it up. I keep saying I'm gonna do it like every week, and then every week I forget. So. I have yet. It's funny too because I haven't even screened his phone call. So for all I know, he could be like something unsavory or raunchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me turn it all the way up. Okay. Don't hear nothing. This person ain't gonna say something. All right. Well, that person had nothing to say. They left like a, a minute and a half voicemail. I didn't say a word. Okay. Let me start. Uh, let me start over. Hey, my name is uh, At Cargley. I'm calling from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, I was just wondering. Uh, what do you guys think the future of Yeezy is going to look like? Like, do you think that Kanye is going downhill with his releases? And, like, with the, uh, the, uh, Zion's 290,000 pairs worldwide, do you think he's just going to mass produce them and continue to sell out every time? Or do you think that he's going to try and, uh, go in for more limited releases in the future with worse and worse colorways or better colorways? So, thank you. Uh, I feel like that was a two-fold question. First, he asked about the future of Yeezys. I feel like that's more of a question for you because I could tell you right now I can give a shit. Uh, Zion. <laughs> um, I forgot what the question even was about Zion. Is he going to sell out what now? So I feel like even even if you try to, I don't think it's going nowhere no time soon because despite what he does, they still sell out. And it's like... So this how to me this is how it seems. Jordan started off general release and then worked his way up to now they start to have limited releases. Kanye started off limited and is working his way to more of a mass producing route. So they came, they started from different. But let's define mass produced though. I'm talking about for him, okay. like but not a million pairs like Jordan. Okay. okay, I'm just saying okay. as far as like more and more pairs. No, I'm just saying like if we're gonna say mass produced, let's actually compare. In, in the in Easy line, two hundred ninety thousand is a lot for compared to him. Now Jordan dropped. Four hundred thousand legends, but he never rules. dropped to it. Uh, I'm talking about producing. If he they produced, never produced that many pairs, producing many pairs. Okay, whatever it is, whatever they said in the article. Well, I'm just answering his question. If they did that, if they did. Okay, but I feel like they do, and they hold on to them, and they give them. Because my thing, what I do notice in stores when I was when I it was when I was a manager, we did get Yeezy restocks. Like we getting restocks. They didn't tell us, but when it came, it came. So. 
it tends to happen. So I don't really know because one thing I notice in companies like those like this people said, oh, okay, this is what we're allocating. And then it'd be a whole different thing when it comes here. I'm going to give you a perfect example. When I was a store manager, they didn't tell us that the Yeezys were coming late until the day before the shoe release. They sent an email saying, oh, yeah, yeah, shoe's not going to get there on time. Well, you know, so you should be communicated way before then because we yeah. want people showing up mm-hmm. upset. You give us time to plan, protocol, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's just different things of that nature. But allocation didn't tell them or when they told them and then they forgot to tell us. So there's a lot of miscommunication. So one person may say in a meeting, okay, we're going to stick to this number. Mm-hmm. When they go to another meeting, like, no, nah, we need a little bit more than that. But they won't communicate like, hey, you know, we'll up our numbers. Right. So sometimes the intent or the person you may speak to, whoever, say, okay, this is the number we're going at. But when she hit the fan, it's always something totally different. You know, we know that when, yeah. we're trying to, when we yep. hear, when we're trying to, the first conversation you had with them, then the conversation we had right before the trip, it'd be so totally yeah. different. Yeah. So, I mean, it happens with companies and things of that nature. So I think they're going to see in it. They're going to take advantage of it and make it. I don't see it's going anywhere because... I ask people when they come in the store, I'm like, are you still, you know, I mean, I like them. I'm, I'm copping more pairs. So it's just like, and now they're getting them for their kids. It's like, and I told you this would have happened with the Yeezy boots. When I, when I was, so I'm like, people are, now that shoe didn't sell it the first day, but people was coming for that two weeks every single day in the store and buying it. Like, it felt like Jordan's back in the day. Like, when, if you didn't make it that day, it was all right. As long as you came the next three, four days, it felt like that. Just seeing people do that. I'm like, wow, old lady. I think I took a picture. Old lady trying to easy boost. I like the salt color. Let me get those. Like, it was having, it had some reminiscence of that. Of course, to us, it's not going to be like the Jordan, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, outside of us, we remove ourselves from it. People who've truly been in it to like the casual consumer, that's what they like. And it just, no matter what he said or what they done, they still line up. I'm like, dog, he said this. Yeah, but his shoes still cold or X was such and such. James Brown kicked his ex wife and y'all still play his music. So, I mean, but from me seeing it from a retail standpoint and asking and interacting with people, it's going to take a minute for it to slow down, but I uh, thought it should have been the things he said. Anybody else would have been, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it would have been done. Like Kobe had allegations and then froze his signature line for two years, and they weren't really rocking with him. He had to go out and score 60 points for three weeks straight. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody else had to really do damage control. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's just like, and he has it. He could talk reckless and succumb Saturday. Hey, gone. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. And that's another thing I don't understand. Uh, I don't want to keep beating that horse, man. I don't want to sound like the old guy shouting at the younger crowd. But, man, it's, I do not understand, bro. Like, it's okay to be objective about it. And you can be a fan of somebody and still be objective. Like, no, nah, no, nah, I ain't riding with that. Like, I've actually been to a church where <laughs> I never thought I'd see this. I actually went to a church. This is when I was younger where the pastor was preaching a sermon and people were like, nah. Yeah. Like it was like the most, I swear to God, that's why I remember it. It was like the most surreal thing ever. And it was like, nah, pastor, mm, yeah. not this Sunday. Not the message we're looking here today. Nah, nah, move move along. Yeah. Try better next Sunday. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, that used to be a thing. Now it's just kind of like, 
well, you know, Kanye said it, so I got to ride with it forever. Well, but I think that's honestly that's an overall thing in society. And I've, dude, I've said this a million times. Like, I don't understand when it stopped being okay to just be okay with things. Mm-hmm. Like now, you either it's either one or the other. It's it's like the like we're, we live in a Yelp world now. It's either one star or five star. Right. Either you're all in or you're all thumbs out. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Like yeah. you can't you can't just be okay with shit. Right. Well, no, I'm saying it's okay to disagree or not be okay with stuff. No, I agree with you. It's, you know, like, to kind of be that middle route, like you have to be on one extreme or the other. Right. I don't say you. I'm not saying you have to hate Kanye, but I'm like, yo, do you have to like co-sign everything he does? Well, but that's my point. It's like you're you're either all in or you're all yeah. out. Yeah. Jeez. Because yeah, I've been on a couple of pair, and I'm like, I just can't get over some things I were said, and it was just like, okay, and he's kind of going back to the old depths and some again. So it kind of hurts because I did want a couple pair of Yeezys. Like the seven hundred wave runners and maybe one or two three fifties, but I just it's just some of that. And he makes nice fall color shoes though. So, but I just like, mm. but then again, I tell myself, and I'm objective to myself. I'm like, dang, how can I get mad at him when I know somebody on the board of directors is a Trump supporter or Nike and Adidas have issues at their campuses that they're not addressing or taking on. I mean, not addressing, but handling appropriately or quickly enough. You know what I'm saying? And I still buy their product after I went on the show and talked about how they should have handled this or how they treat black employees or Adidas is that. And I went right to the Adidas outlet and grabs an outfit. Well, like, I so it, I think that even in the, I hate to be the devil's advocate, but at least they'll at least put up the, the show of apologizing. But that's even worse sometimes. No, I, that is even worse. <laughs> so, but I'm like, but Kanye <laughs> don't even do that. So it's kind of well, hard to. at least Kanye's, even though it's saying, trash, but I. But what okay, I'm saying is mean. some people are able to kind of look at that and, okay, and find some level of redemptive reasoning to but continue. But we know, we, you know as black people, when it comes to corporations, the apologies are not from the heart. It's to protect the pockets. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why it's just like he acting a fool because that's who he's been his entire career. Yes. So that's not surprising. There's sometimes what he says maybe a little bit. Oh, you in this area? Well, you just stick in this area. But, but that's why it hurts more, though, because it's like, oh, you kind of you supposed to know better. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, but corporations do, too. You got black athletes. You got, you know what I'm saying? You got... uh you got Nike, you got Braun and Kobe doing all these other things, rest in peace of Kobe, or all these other athletes pushing these racial injustices and all these things, right? right. <laughs> you no, know I'm what saying? saying no, the I'm dude just... leaving LeBron mean guy racially profiled, got to eat his lunch by himself. Or <laughs> please, <laughs> please don't <laughs> confuse me saying that he should know better as giving these brands a pass because it's not you right. They mm-hmm. should know better. Yeah. Like as a grown ass individual in this country, you should know better. However. You know, I go back to like Kanye. Like, so you look at how he started off his career as a black man from Chicago. Like, dog, there is no excuse for you not to know, or for you to talk with the ignorance that you do. Oh no, no that's, that's my biggest thing. It's not so much you say is that at one point in your career you represent you stood, but you still with the people. Actually, now Joe you... Budden has said this on a song when he was dissing Drake. He said. You a poster. You became a poster child against. You now became a poster child against everything that you stood against before. Yeah. And that's exactly so. That there's a uh, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Futurama. 
Yeah. Yeah, I used to. So there was a great well, I mean, yeah, George there anymore. There was a there was a, there was a great scene in Futurama where uh Fry was cheering for Nixon uh you know the head of Nixon uh and, yeah. and he because you know he was you know all this you know we're going to use poor people you know for gravel and that kind of stuff and and Fry was cheering and Lila looked at him she's like what are you doing you're not rich and Fry goes yeah but someday I might be and then people like me better watch out <laughs> I feel like that's that entire demographic like yeah. <laughs> that, that's man I need to find that episode and pull that clip that's, the, that's, that's how Republicans get their people to vote for them. Yeah, you might that's be rich exactly. One day, so. Yeah, while we, while our whole policies are to hey, why strip you, keep you. buying those lottery tickets, and hey, it might work out for you. You might. Yeah. Uh, and do you and do you want taxes taken out of your check? No. So take it out of ours. And until then, get to work. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's ugh. anyway. To some better news. Um, oh man, so. <laughs> Your dog can now wear Yeezy inspired sneakers. There's a brand out there that actually uh let me see if I can find it. There's a brand out there that's actually making first of all, why do dogs need shoes? Don't ask me. No, nobody nobody answers. Okay. No, I'm saying you don't ask me. You already know why. I feel like the dog community People who have dogs, I feel like that's a. Some people take it as if they're really a family member. Like they'll cut off their parents for their dog. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Like I've seen like you like you really you know what I'm saying crazy. Like they'll be and you kind of seen it with that Michael Vick situation. Like they wanted his head on a silver platter over some dogs he wasn't even there for. But same thing when something happens with something else is all oh, we ain't see that. Oh, we don't know nothing about that. So I mean, I can believe it. You know, as someone who had a dog. Our family had a dog before before she passed, or some BCCC, but I just, I can't, I st- it's still a pet. You give it some human love, but it's still a pet. But some people just take it a step further. Now, if you use a service dog, I can understand you have that extra admiration because it helps you. you know now, dude, no, 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 I'll probably fight you on that one. What? Plus, Dude, like especially like a like, like cats, I couldn't care less about. Um, I had a cat that just died, and it was like no big deal. But like, dude, like my dog died that was fifteen last year. I went on a bender that I don't think, dude. I didn't even I didn't even go on a on a bender on a bender like this after my divorce. Wow. That was- but my dog died, and like, dude, I drank a bottle of bourbon in like two hours. And then invited everybody over to my house, and then kept drinking. <laughs> and it's and it like it's like when like like memories surface with them and that kind of stuff. It hits like I think, and that's the thing because you dogs are unconditional love. Fam- families are drama and bullshit. Like Ooh. it's it's easier for me to cut off family than it would be to cut off a dog. So look at this picture, and then send it to Dave. <laughs> I don't really. They take they run everything, bro. They run everything. That's a real thing. They run everything. Bro. That's apparently a real thing. They run everything. So this has nothing to do with shoes. This just came across my timeline. So apparently, and once again, this is not any indictment on the gay community, but apparently there's an ad where Burger King and McDonald's are doing what Nike and Adidas did early this year for Black Lives Matter where they dropped their swords and decided to unite or come together on a united front towards a bigger cause. And in this case, the cause is, uh, 
for Pride, was it Pride Week or for the, was it Helsinki? Helsinki Pride Week. I don't know if that's a specific thing or. Helsinki? Helsinki. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay, Helsinki Pride Week. So Burger King and McDonald's dropped their swords and are putting a united front together by having their mascots make out. Burger King and Ronald McDonald are kissing. All right. Well. My thing is a child Who? a child's gonna see that. See, I don't think And childs are children especially when they're growing up, they're very receptive to things or like to mimic things. So my thing is you can't like No. It's it's no. you can't you can't. See, no. I already know. No. I'm, I'm gonna sit back and let y'all go. No, see, I, no, I'll fight you on that too. Right. Uh did you grow up playing Mortal Kombat? Yes. You walking around the streets killing people? No. You uh listen listen to a lot of rap music. Though. That's the type of effects. You, you like. listen to a lot of rap music? Yes. You walk around the streets shooting people? No. Uh you ever listen to country music? But no, that's that's visual. Ever feel though. the need to bang your sister? No, no, visual. <laughs> but, that, but, but that's all that's all that's all like auditory, but I'm saying visual like Dude, visual, video yeah. games, visual, Mortal Kombat, yeah, visual. But here's my thing though, like when you like that you put that in, you know from the get go that this you no know, from the kid's standpoint. I'm just saying, like when a child sees that and they go to school and mimic it, like in order to get like shoot somebody, they have to go find a gun. Like the only thing you have to do is walk up to a classmate and do that. You know what I'm saying? And it's a type of affection. Like I have to be right. Angry I'm gonna turn my mic off. I'm just gonna sit back. Rage. You, know, <laughs> you have to be raging to you know do that. My thing is let children get to an appropriate age to make that decision. Okay, but that's taking place at Pride Week. Where one would assume everyone is of age, no, uh, no, because they do it in kids shows now on the Hey Arthur. They did it on the Hey Arthur. They did it. Um, it was another couple of shows. I like cartoon. I watched it. They forced into Garassi. Like, okay, you don't want you took teen pregnancy out of it, but you replaced it with this. Like, you shame this, but this is okay. Like, you know, it's my thing is I don't have a problem with that. Just wait till a child is appropriate. To learn to live his life, to go through his emotions, to make that kind of decision. But you already have but kids yeah. in this world that are dealing with that. You already have kids that are adopted by gay parents. And so if a child watching Hey Arthur mm-hmm. sees that it's normal for somebody to have two male parents or two female, whatever, doesn't that make that kid's life easier? It was saying that having two male parents makes the kids. Eat. No, no, I'm not talking about the household that you're coming in. I'm talking about far as the decision for that lifestyle, right? Yeah. So that's what because you can't say you can you can you can choose your gender and your sexuality at ten years old, but you can't vote. Dude, I don't believe it. I, I, so that's what that's what I'm saying. Here's the thing, like I don't like that whole that whole thing with Will Smith and everybody. Like the oh, you know, our kids twelve and they want to be identified as a female. No, dude, they're twelve. Like that's that's the you, that, that's that's, that's too what, young to make you, that you decision. Get, you, you don't want them having sex where they can pick their sexuality. That comes on with having. See, but here's the other thing. I feel like guys are in a really weird place when it comes to this conversation, mm-hmm. and I truly, truly do, because like girls. Girls get to go through experimentational phases. Guys, nah, man. Like you, one kiss in a locker room and you're gay. Like you're you're the gay guy for you're the gay kid forever. You're the for life, if, yeah, dude. And that's like that. <laughs> that's a thing. And so, like, I I feel like it's harder for us mm-hmm. to be accepting of it. I mean, like, it's just it's and for us to be okay with that going on because we come at it from 
our experiences. Like I know, and I don't want to put all the shit out on blast, but like I, I did. I have a someone I know. I'll put it that way. Um, who, dude? I've known that he was gay probably since he was thirteen. Um, just by, you know, how he acted, how his mannerisms, his personality, all that kind of stuff. Um, his father is probably one of the most racist, homophobic people that I know on the planet. And I know every time there's like a, a Black Lives Matter discussion that evolves on my wall or anything like that or on his wall, I know in my back pocket I have the tactical nuke that if you knew that your kid was seriously involved with a black male cop right now, your world would end. But that's not my story to tell, and that's not my bomb to drop. But I get it, because, and I, and I do, and I think part of that is because things changed from when we were kids. And let, like, let's not, dude... He Man and Lion O and all that shit could not have been more homophobic or like, excuse me, could not have been more like undertone, like homosexual could not have been, (laughs) but it, but it wasn't okay. And so like, to me with it being more okay in mainstream media, in mainstream society, I think it's okay. Like it's because I do, I, I look at him and I'm like, you would have never in a million years thought in that household that you were growing up in that that was even an option for you had it not been for stuff like that. I don't know. The whole time he was talking, I'm like, I got to get rid of my He-Man box set. Have you never seen that family guy? There's a great family guy where, like, Stewie's, like, he's got He-Man and lion and they basically start making out. And, and then he stops, and he puts them down, and he looks right at the camera, and he's like, you give us all these homoerotic figures, and you don't expect us to grow up gay? What's wrong with you? <laughs> No, you know what though. To your point, though, I understand about representation, and representation matters. You know, when you see yourself or you have the ability to, see dude. Yourself. Case in point, you want to take away Black Panther too? You got a point. You got a point. I just knew you and Guru was going to argue, so I just I was like, you know what? no, dude, I don't view it as argue. an argument. Like, I honestly but, like know, that's it, a that's it'll a, be huge, a conversation. No, it's it's a huge important conversation, and like, and that's a conversation I, I the love. The only having. thing I would say is, it's like really, like it's just like okay. Yeah, that's like, my thing. I do the same thing with the music. Like when I ride with my son, we don't listen to rap. I listen to if I listen, I listen to Drake, but he gets clean music, he gets like shot, yep. he gets all that. So when I'm saying with this, I had the same energy for the rap music. I had the same energy for the video games. I had the same because I have to protect you more because more is being revealed at you at an earlier age. Just like the same thing where the sneakers, like I have to give you nostalgia. I have to go on eBay and buy you old shoes. And when it does come out, you have some fulfillment. You're not just walking past it as just a, this old, this old lame release. You know what I'm saying? I have to do that. I do the same thing for that. So I have the same approach across the board. When you get of, of age, and you say you want to make decisions, and so be it. I can do it. Like, I've managed people who were from the LGBT community. I have a friend who, when we were back at Red Lobster, people thought he was a little bit, even when he came out and his lifestyle changed, I treated him no differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have that fear. It's just like, I want you to be of age to make an appropriate decision like that. But isn't that too late? Or what, what is of age? Like, I so mean, you like, say 18? Least, no, 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 no. Like, at least like, 
16, like those when you get into the ages when you can start, like I'll say 16 and up, like that age. Not, you can't, I'm not saying that when you in 10th grade or, I mean, it varies, but depends on what school you go to and right. everything and what you're exposed to. So, but I like at 16 and someone says, okay, you've lived your life, you've been through school, you've been around different people, you've different. Oh, so be, like, and that was the other yeah, thing. You've been through puberty. Yeah, this you one that I'm yeah, talking yeah. about, dude. Real rural living, real, real rural, real <laughs> Caucasian, real. <laughs> and I, I understand that when you're only around a certain number of people and you don't find this attractive, your mind gets to. When I understand, like, but I'm just saying, like, that's just as that you just want. Okay, I want you to give up age. Like, I don't want you to pick your college in the ninth grade. So I'm not going to pick your sexuality in that grade. I'm not going to like you. True. You, to live, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm. Well, it's, you know, yeah, what do you want to be when you grow yeah, up? It changes 87 yeah, times yeah, over so the years. And I get that. Yeah, I absolutely go do. Go through school and figure out what you like, what you like. That is what that is. You know what well, I'm so, and I look at it because like I look at it in the context of my two kids. Mm-hmm. Like, so I've got a 13-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. <laughs> 13-year-old daughter, I've already had those conversations with. Um, 10-year-old son, no, not yet. Because I don't think he's he's not emotionally there, and that's why you have to. Some but she like, is, yeah. So it, it's just it bases by child yep. and with the experience. So that's the thing about it. It's just when you know your child's ready to have that conversation. Even even for me, when my son asks me why he and his mother not together, I'm not having that conversation with him right now. I'm gonna wait till he can fully understand. And I'm gonna well, or you like, give him one explanation. Yeah, 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 hey, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just we're no or you know hey we're friends and we're just better off apart and yet yeah, yeah but when it gets and, uh, of age yeah. I'm gonna dig deeper I'm gonna peel layers back but that's that's the same thing I'm having the same energy across the board for everything most people just have it for this but you let your son sh- play Call of Duty all night shooting people you know seeing that like, yep. yeah that's the thing is my my energy is the same across the board cool like, you know then, then it, I, I can absolutely respect that voting yep. your a your voting your x y and z you know what I'm saying I just. He kind of picks out his shoes, but I'm like, hey, I kind of got him a little bit. I still let him pick up. Two years old, I'm not just picking out his shoes because I know. White? No, because you're going to go pull your mom's So, but, and, and I don't know. Like, how old is he? Five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because so, yeah, so, yeah, so, so, I'm looking at it in the context of, like, my, you know, like I said, 10-year-old son, 13-year-old yeah. daughter. There's only so much of a gate you can put up. Because when you go to school, the everything's thrown at them. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So you got to come back home and, like, ring them out. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, oh, a child. Yeah. You got to ring them out. You know what I'm saying? So yep. it's just like, because my thing is, you can't say, oh, they can have this lifestyle, but, oh, you're too young to try drugs. Well, I don't know. Both of them are a choice. Yep. Both of them have consequences. It depends on what you're looking at. So yep. it's just, you know, just being up there. Because my thing is, you don't want our lifestyle forced on you. Don't force it on other people. Let everything be, you know, let it come to people. See, and I just honestly like, so, and that's, that's where I haven't, that's where I take exception with the terminology. I don't think it's forcing it on anyone. I think it's just, it's out there. I have friends who go to work, who work in it and they feel like their bosses will say certain things to them or like when black history came came around, they didn't do nothing. Right. But when pride, we came around the whole awkward was decorated, did everything through festivities and was brought to their attention. They got checked and got, you know, they started being attacked a certain way or, um, like there's what was another circumstance when someone was being addressed about something and it was kind of being forced or we had this there's and this is something we'll attest to we'll talk off air but there's been times where those people from that community will be trying to convert other people who are heterosexual and almost to a bullying standpoint 
and it's someone that we all know that has had to what deal the with. What <laughs> See, well, I mean, so now I gotta jump dude, in. Dude, I have. So here's the thing: I have so many gay friends, and there, there's like, I okay, maybe once or twice when everybody's super drunk, it's the shoulder bump, wink. Hey, you want me to sing? No, 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 no man, get, get out. out. <laughs> No, 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 we're not talking about no flirt. No, 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 no. Right. But, Neymar. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like I dude, like there's you can't what you can't make someone gay. Like you can't. Like it's it's like you 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 can entice someone just you can you can entice someone into a homosexual experience, but you can't yeah. make somebody gay. Yeah, like no, that's no, I'm talking about, yeah. I'm talking about so that so that's what I'm like, okay, that's what it just I feel like So Neymar is leaving Nike. Huh? <laughs> Neymar's leaving Nike. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. Neymar's leaving Nike. Yeah, but <laughs> what are we right, talking but, about? Yeah, so that's what man, just how it is. Not how that thing goes. Yeah, sorry. This. Oh yeah, sneakers. We should no, talk no, sneakers. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, Neymar is leaving Nike in favor uh, favor of Puma. Puma. I'm saying Puma's making moves out here. Uh, an article written by Nina Sienna. Puma still exists. They, they I, tr- I truly had no idea, dude. Yeah, they they making a well. strong comeback. Uh. An article written by Nina Siena for the IB Times, Paint, oh, my bad, Paris Saint Germain, uh, star Neymar Jr. has decided to part ways with Nike after a 15 year relationship. Uh, meanwhile, it's believed that the rival brand Puma has swooped in to sign a new deal with the soccer star. Uh, the deal between Neymar and Nike ended prematurely. Uh, it wasn't due to end until 2022. And there isn't any exact reason given as to why it's ending now. Uh, the former FC Barcelona star has been associated with Nike ever since he was 13 years old. Uh, at the time, he was a young prodigy playing with the youth ranks of uh, Brazilian club Santos. Nike reportedly offered Neymar new values for the renegotiation of his contract, but he rejected all offers. It's not clear if the negotiations were for a contract renewal, renewal or uh, a possible pay cut due to the current financial climate caused by the coronavirus. Uh, rumor has it as Puma is willing to break the bank to tempt Neymar into a new lucrative deal with them. Uh, Puma has been getting more involved in football in recent years, taking more and more of a market share that has been dominated by Nike and Adidas. I think Puma is, man, that's, that is a, that it's so funny. Like I was getting into an argument with somebody about Under Armour and um, you look at the contrast between Puma and Under Armour. And it's funny because this person was talking about the historic similarities between brands even like nike where you know after 10 years 20 years like you could look at the trajectory of the company and everything but you know while you can find similarities there are huge differences one of the, one of which is leadership and then a lot of things happen and felt like you know you look at nike they fell in their lap like getting michael jordan you know like they were lucky to have a sunny vaccaro and they were lucky to you know do the things that they did so sometimes it's a matter of luck Good timing, you know. So to base an argument that <clears throat> Under Armour still has a chance to do this because Nike was able to do this is a little disingenuous because there's a lot of variables there. Why, you, like I once again, you can say, well, Nike was struggling after 20 years. Well, were they struggling like Under Armour? <laughs> like were they? I mean, people said they bet their whole company. So if Jordan didn't do well, that that would have been that would have been the down up. But that's yeah. my point, though. Like, is Under Armour gonna like? So basically, if you're going to compare Nike to an Under Armour or Under Armour to a Nike, you're then basically going to have to say, like, okay, well, they're going to have to find that Michael Jordan. Now, you're going to bet your money that Under Armour is going to find yeah, that yeah, Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, that, Jordan the Nike? opportunity is there now, which direction they take is up for argument. But they, that's what I'm saying. But they got to find that Michael Jordan type that's going to be able to build their business up. 
I and mean, I don't see it. Yeah, but you know, my, Nike didn't know Jordan was going to be Jordan. No, no, no. I'm not yeah, saying yeah, Nike. Yeah. That's why I said luck. Luck is a huge <laughs> part of it. So to sit there and say, well, because Nike was lucky, the unarmed is going to be lucky too. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Furthermore, leadership. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like leadership matters, and nothing about Under Armour screams leadership. Nothing, which is my huge problem with them. Like everybody keeps talking about Kevin Plank left the company. No, he didn't. He's still there. He's not the CEO, but he still has a title and a lot of power and pull there. So, I mean, that's what they do. They just, you know, it's like musical chairs. Like, okay, well, I'm not gonna be CEO. I'm just gonna make up a name for a position and give myself that title. And it's still within the same power scheme as CEO, just not officially the same thing. Um, but, you know, I don't want to make that about Under Armour. Just the point of just the contrast and the moves that Under Armour has been making the last five years and the moves that Puma has been making the last five years. You can start back with their relationship with Rihanna and how that kind of reestablished them in the uh, – the conversation within the studio. I would like to get a lot of credit to to uh, Emory Jones and Jay-Z because their relationship with the hip-hop community pulled a lot of those artists. Like, Rack Nation mm-hmm. has a heavy influence on who they're getting entertaining-wise. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. football deal, but, like, they was a market that they were struggling to get into. You know what I'm saying? Somebody might throw a pool on just out the blue just to switch up every now and then. But for people to really, like, Emory Jones and then Jay coming over as a career director or whatever, like, that, those relationships they have with the hip-hop community because Yo Gotti comes over. And all those relationships are directly tied to people that they manage or on that label, from Yo Gotti to Big Sean to Meek to Rihanna. Like all J. Cole, all those people are on Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. And then J.M. Emery, who you have Puma. So they just bring them all over. And then he has Rock Nation Sports. Danny Green's on Rock Nation. Puma deal. Uh, who else? There's a couple other athletes that were on there. I think Michael Porter. Then, of course, recently LaMelo. So they were able to do the Adidas with Kanye. Hey, we don't have these relationships, but we're willing to partner with you to kind of. But I think a lot of the success ain't even so much of that. I think a lot of the success is just making good product. Just making good product and making, but you are, you can you can but you can make the good product, but you still I need someone to tell you what to make. Like our conversation we had with them, Nike has good product. Oh, that's definitely yeah, it. Yeah. So, yeah. but you, with the with the tipping point, but that was a whole structure. Like that was I yeah. Mean, well, ours was. I mean, I'm just saying. If they no, I'm said, talking about as far as with Puma. Like that was for like a from from my understanding, looking at uh, looking at the company, that was a top to bottom type of cleansing that they went through, and you know getting uh refocused on uh reestablishing themselves within the sneaker space um you know and that's why i pointed to the puma thing i mean the uh the rihanna thing because i felt like that to me is a true collaboration like you said with somebody who's able to tell you this is what women are wanting. This is what women are need. You know what women need. Like Rihanna, I felt like had a good pulse on fashion at that time and whatnot, and so she was able to infuse that into Puma as opposed to just throwing her name on stuff. But she also, once again, had a loyal fan base, and she had the Fendi. Uh, well, I think it might have been a little bit. After. But I was just saying that's what, what made it. But that's what yeah. made it more substantive is the fact that she knew yeah, what she it was. Wasn't, it wasn't. She was it wasn't troubling. just slapping her name on a Puma shoe and just yeah, saying, but okay. also too, it wasn't another. Women were starting to become more of a larger consumer, yeah. and then she was the first one to kind of 
lead a campaign <clears throat> like that. You right. know what I'm saying? So Apparently, like, Adrian's about to pop was, by and say hi. Adrian. From the show that's after you guys. Oh, so there was no... Okay, cool. There was, you invited to pop by and say hi. There was no one... They was like, damn, she got... You know what I'm saying? Boom. There was no one to follow. Now, women say, okay, I got... What's going on? I won't say... What's her name? It's her last name, man. I won't say her first name correctly. So this Jordan kind uh she got the Jordan collab, black and silver ones, Lily May. Oh, uh, Lily May. Lily, her or you got um you know, Rihanna. Ooh, it's another girl. It's Melody, another one. Melody or Melia, that one, or when Cardi B had her Reebok campaign. So it was different things. Back then it was like, oh, it's a woman out the gate with the and they that woman support is like none other. You could ask to why every but even with the women though, like the women will support. But I'm just saying though, like you could tell with Rihanna stuff. Oh, they gonna show she, out for another woman. No, 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 no. It's not even about that. Like that part, I think all that stuff is the obvious. I think the thing that made Fanny and the Puma thing so memorable is that there was an essence to it, other than hey, I'm a woman, I'm a celebrity, follow me. They actually put together good product that spoke to women at that time. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not just enough to me to just say, Hey, I'm a celebrity. My followers are going to buy this or I'm a woman. So other women are going to buy this. She actually put effort into her product. You could tell she cared about her line. You could tell that it was more than just, Hey, put Rihanna or put Fenty on a Puma shoe and call it a day. It was actually some thought put behind the designs and put behind. The, 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 the different collaborations that she had with them. Um, and they've ever since then have been putting that same level of effort, I think, into their products. And so when you put together a good product, you may not necessarily need a celebrity or anything else. Sometimes the product sells itself. Uh, I think I'm not, it, I'm it, not it, saying it, that you don't. It, I'm it, just it, saying it, not it, every it, shoe needs a celebrity attached to it. Some shoes are able I'm, to sell In today's themselves. climate, sometimes we got to look at it. And we all, we, when you're both guilty of as how we will look at it. No, no, I'm just saying yeah, some yeah, yeah. shoes, sometimes, I think sometimes you get so focused on the collaborator that you forget that the product still has to stand up. The product still has to live up to being the product. Like, so at the end of the day, the product is what's being sold. Cause but, Travis Scott, no matter how many Travis Scott sixes or fours or whatever the fuck you got, Travis Scott himself is not going to show up. Those shoes, that's your tangible thing that you, that's what you bought. You bought the shoe. But so the, even when there's trash product attached to someone, you can get away with that for so long, but keep doing that. Keep well, doing know, that and to, and see what In today's climate, that's all you need. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, you yeah. keep doing that. You keep putting out trash product. At some point, people are going to get tired of getting eating trash, especially when people are coming out with quality product consistently. If you got those two things going on hand in hand, you are setting yourself a failure over a course of time. That's all I'm saying. But you can't not, just lean on that. And that's why I feel like a lot of brands, do they lean too heavily on the they collaborator. They lean on smoke and mirrors because that's the consumer like, so right, I mean, but, what, but, you, but we're talking about a very fickle consumer base right now. Yeah, so that's so what I'm saying. So you have to be aware of that. You still have to be aware oh, of that. Oh, yeah, that's what, my thing is the way you combat that is make what they like, but also make what everybody else in that same thing like. You could take care of them, like you know what that's said, called? but you can still drop OG. You shoes know what that's for called? Us. That's called balance. And yeah, that's, what, and that's what I'm speaking yeah, to. Yeah, they don't. They don't have that. So that's why. And that's it, what I'm speaking. There's no to. way that Travis Scott 33s. There so a, more out than the Aaron Safires. There's no way that that should have happened. 
100%. But that's what I'm talking about. There's no balance right now. There's a huge imbalance. And that's what we were talking about earlier in the show, like the bubble bursting. And I think that bubble, that bubble bursting is going to create that balance. It's going to center everything again because now the only people that's going to be left are people that care about sneakers and care about the culture and care about the community and on some level care about the industry. You know what I'm saying? So that's going to center things back to where they should be. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, I don't know if I got to this last week. Vans tops the 100 most sustainable companies list. Did we talk about that last week? Vans? Uh, no, no. All right. Uh, an article written by <laughs> VFC.com. I mean, they wrote it about themselves. Uh, Barron's announced their annual list of the 100 most sustainable companies using some of the most stringent environmental guidelines of focusing on social commitments. Uh, according to Barron's, the list is based on 28 ESG categories. ESG stands for environment, social, and governance. Whatever that, I don't know what governance means, but whatever. Uh, covering a blend of 230 indicators. This criteria also considers workplace diversity, data security, product quality, and how companies interact with their employees, customers, and communities. Based on their analysis, Vans moved up from number 21 back in uh, February to claim the number one spot. Uh, some examples that likely contributed to Van's top social scores include the company's response to the coronavirus, during which they and the VF family of brands uh, provided more than $10.3 million worth of support in the fight against COVID-19. Uh, the A also included cash to support emergency responders, uh, providing test kits and medical supplies and feeding the hungry, as well as in-kind product to first responders. Uh, Vance also committed to producing more than 3 million isolation gowns for you, for the U.S. Uh, oh, my bad. Isolation gowns for U.S. first responders and continuing pay and benefits for all the office, retail, and dist, uh, distribution center associates. At the same time, Vans stepped up the scale in depth of their uh, inclusion and diversity efforts. Uh, VS portfolio brands have also initiated a range of activities to address the issue of racial injustice. Uh, that's another company that I've always kind of felt like were, um, I feel like Vans is very consistent and that might be sometimes why they go overlooked is because they've been consistently good. You know what I'm saying? Like they kind of like the, um, hmm, they're like the Derek Fishers of like sneakers in the fact that they are like consistent in their play. You know what I'm saying? Like Derek Fisher, like, like Kobe could always depend on Derek Fisher, even though he might not be Shaq, or because like Robert Ory, right? He wouldn't do shit all season, and then he hit that like one big shot of the playoffs, and you know it's talked about. Meanwhile, Derek Fisher has been consistently giving you fifteen every game, and so because, but because it isn't flashy, and but because uh, he's been consistently doing it, it doesn't get the same attention uh, as other brands who are more hyped, or like sometimes brands drop something unexpected. You know, like Adidas, like, you know, when they first dropped Yeezys and, and Boost, you know, it was the reason it garnered so much attention is because Adidas wasn't doing shit before then. So for all of a sudden for Adidas to drop something hot or something noteworthy was actual news. So, <laughs> um, so, but no, shout out to Vans though. Vans is, I love Vans. Um, yeah, I, my son got like about four pair. And you know what the thing I love about Vans the most is that they, you know, sometimes you'll watch a movie and you'll be like, the movie knows what it is, so it doesn't take mm-hmm. itself too seriously. Yeah. Vans is like that. Like, Vans knows what it is. 
is not trying to be Nike, is not trying to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not trying to, like, you can just tell they're comfortable in their land. They're comfortable in who they are, and they're going to stick to their audience that, and their but crowd. But they, they're able to do that because their custom bird base is consistent. Because uh-huh. when when we have, you know fan base start fickling, you go try other things. Like even when like rappers, they it's start true. slowing down, and everybody else uses all too. They're gonna do it to try to get that. Vance cut. Vance has been like this. How you doing? And that hey, how you doing? And their customer base has been like this. So that's why it works for them. No, I know this is very true. So um, I mean this. I mean going straight ahead, straight ahead, not divvying, you know, or swaying. Right, but I mean you're right, and that probably plays yes, into yes, that confidence. Yes. Hey. <laughs> shoes, 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 sneakers. Yeah. Uh, right now we just talking about vans. So, um, what's the name of? Your, I know. Shout out to Dave. Dave, see there you go. See they don't make size fifteens for me, so it's very hard for me. I to, mean, they make thirteens for me, so so I, I have to live vicariously basically <laughs> through other people. I I was sad. I actually had to finally retire. The pair that I had since '88, about four years ago, like for real, like they lasted that long. You sound like Jump Man, but like Jump Man, like, I don't know. Like, it's weird here because when you say I have a pair of shoes from '88, I know you've worn those every day. Like, mm-hmm. you, basically, yeah, it's like y'all, like yeah, they weren't in a closet, they weren't, yeah, yeah, they weren't on a shelf and some no. part of some display, yeah. <laughs> so. Like that's that's the difference, and that's why it's so funny when uh, who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody. I don't know which brand it was, so I don't want to put nobody. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. But they were just talking about they knew who their audience is because they were saying like, you know, some older white people like they buy one or two pair of shoes and then wear them until they literally fall apart on them before mm-hmm. they buy another pair. Whereas. You know, we'll buy a pair last Saturday and buy another pair this Saturday. And- oh, yeah, no, I have, okay. let's see, I've got two pairs of Vans, actually three, because I've got my backup, because my damn dogs keep chewing on my shoes. Uh, so then, and then I've got... I wish, let's see, that's why I don't have pets. And, yeah. and, you know, puppies are the worst. Uh, so if I come home and my shoes are chewed up, I will Michael Vick. No, go ahead. <laughs> Whoa, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you're allowed me. to make that joke. Here come the goddamn cancel tweets. Yeah. <laughs> like the rock said, bring it. I got, uh, I got my brown boots. I got my Tims. Uh, you got Tims. Yeah, have you never seen me wear those? No, first of all, the fact that you said you have Tim's. Oh, I'm sorry. Should I have said Timberlands? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know what I'm more surprised by that you actually have some and that you called it that. Like, I feel like they're both kind of. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I keep shocking you that I'm not Barry Manilow eating a, spo- <laughs> eating a spoonful of mayonnaise while listening to Barry Manilow records. You I'm do sorry. Bread curls and spaghetti and macaroni and cheese. Though. Uh, and then I've got like whoa, 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 whoa. And then I, huh? Like. Like little, you know, breadcrumbs or in macaroni. I've had oh, it. Yeah. It you need to scoot closer good. to Dave. But we need to put a definite divide on this table. <laughs> now, it's really, have you tried it? Huh? Dude, it's, it's, the, it's, the, no, it's a crust on top. No. No. Yeah. It's no. not, it's a crust on top. No. It's really no. good. Dude, it was, a, it was my black high school girlfriend's family that introduced me to that. 
I There's no way to verify this, so I, I can't d- argue. Dude, I almost, I almost got ran. Dude, I grew up nah. in middle of nowhere, New Hampshire, which is a little redundant, and dated the only black girl in my high school. Almost got ran out of town over it. <laughs> Parmesan. I think like sometimes so I had like Parmesan crusted macaroni and cheese. I think uh, Bar Louie does it. That's pretty. I mean, good. I don't know if it's breadcrumbs because I don't care. Yeah, if you're if you're making craft, I got no time for you. Although, oh my god, I got the best. So here's a great story. So I took a I took a couple buddies to Baker's, and we're sitting there. Uh, and and uh, Bob gets up and he goes to the bathroom and my buddy Neil leans over and he's like, dude, why does it cost like $4 for me to get like ranch dressing on my salad? Oh. And I was like, what? And he holds the menu up and he's like, yeah, dude, this is right here, dressing, $4. And I fell over in the booth laughing. <laughs> and he was like, what's so funny? I like, look at him, I'm like, Neil, dressing. you never you never date a black girl? Dressing. And he was, he was like, no, I'm like, dude, it's, it's the, it's, that's the stuffing that's inside the bird. He's like, no, it's not. I'm like, Hold on. And Bob comes walking back, and I'm like, Bob, Bob. He's like, Neil's like, shut up. He's like, dude, why does it cost four dollars for ranch dressing? Bob looks him dead in the eye. You never dated a black girl before, like that's. Right. Wow. Dress me wow. Get on Thanksgiving, yeah. and it's a sight. For all those, so, yeah. My wow. Okay. Ah, he said he thought he was about to pay for that, but sure, some restaurants they probably will make you pay four dollars for true <laughs> So for all the listeners who are like, what, like, where did that check come from? So introduce it's yourself. It is. Oh, uh, hello. It is Nakia from the V Life Podcast. Yeah, we met like what a couple weeks ago. You guys did a crossover a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. You may or may not remember, given the amount of drinks that happened. Yeah. No. <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> I remember it. I may or may not remember it no, based it, on the amount of drinks that happened. Yeah, no, because it's so hard getting like, you know, because you want to have like that female voice on the show, and it'd be like so hard because it's like you don't want to just have anybody on the show. But you're so chipper, and it was like, oh, okay. Oh, thank you. I'm told I have a nice, you know, phone voice. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. All right. I'm just gonna rub my beard and think about that for a second. <laughs> hmm. Intuitively. So you. Didn't mean that. <laughs> What they say. <laughs> um, but I'm glad to be here, and thanks for letting me crash in today. I'm, I know. I was actually shocked because he was like, she's downstairs. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, one, she's late, but then two. Oh, I, didn't whereas, take, I didn't know if y'all had guests. I didn't whereas the week over. after the little crossover, you're like, well, where the hell is she? She said I, she was exactly. going to be here. Right. And I, Are you <laughs> No, we were. I was like, yo, we I didn't shit. know if you But then we like had, serious. I think we had like four people here, so like, we right. had a quota. Okay. Which yeah. sucks. Not, don't call oh it a quota. Goodness. It's not a quota. What is it then? It's a limit that is limit. imposed upon us Keep by the health safe. department who is here every effing day. So, oh <laughs> another word is quota. Huh? <laughs> no, I feel like day? a quota is something you, okay, you, gotta you try to reach. to reach. Okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. A limit is a max you can have. Okay, you're right. We're you're limited right. up in this piece. We'll disagree on a macaroni, but we'll definitely agree on your definition. I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you that. Did we talk about the um, how Nike is shutting down accounts? Mm-mm. Speaking of no. which, before I get into that, because um, I, oh man, this is what sucks about talking to different employees that work at these different brands because you know they tell you stuff, and you know you want to advocate for them, but then you want to put them in a spot where you say anything that could potentially come back to them. But I feel like I can speak on this in a pretty generalized way. Nike, because okay, so they're doing cuts, right? Obviously, they're cutting accounts, and so they're also doing layoffs. And they did one round of layoffs already. With, I believe, two more to go. 
So there's like a whole bunch of like unrest, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> in, in Beaverton right now. And what sucks is, you know, it's really hard to focus on your job when you don't know if you're going to have one tomorrow or next week. Right. Especially in a creative space, you know, especially if you're somebody who's in design and innovation, it's kind of hard to focus on designing and innovating when you're worried about feeding your family and paying your bills. So, um, from what I'm hearing, a lot of people are just like, yeah, they just wish Nike would just come on and get this shit over with. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like having That's people in this right. state of suspense. Mm-hmm. Um, and in particular, there was a call recently with the CEO and he spent a good amount of time talking about the video with Drake. Like excited about it. Like, oh yeah, Drake, you know, we, we did a video. Drake came here and did a video. And like, meanwhile, people are like, Motherfucker, we're gonna have a job next week. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they, ain't, like, they don't give a shit about Drake. <laughs> like, so who was it? Uh, the CEO of Entercom, a uh, big radio conglomerate, kind of like Cumulus, yeah. uh, put out a, a statement slash press release today where he used the word excited four different times. Um, before he got to the point about they were like laying off half their staff. Yeah. Um, and one of the things he was excited about, uh, was the new opportunities that that was opening up for all the people that were still going to be working there. I'm like, I have never read, like, that is the most ass backward way of saying y'all that are left are going to be doing so much more work. (laughs) And a lot of times these companies, this, this is one thing when you go public, you got to make sure your numbers look pretty. Mm-hmm. And what it is, if I cut the jobs, then I can make my numbers go up because I have more revenue. Yeah. Instead of that money being used on salary, it can mm-hmm. be used to maneuver other things. It's all smoke and mirrors. So it's like, I'm going to lay you off just so it can look like this to some people. Right. And, uh, and first and of all, I, like my thing is, you gonna, uh, sometimes it can yep. backfire because if you cut off the wrong people, then the product starts looking terrible. Then you can't blame the employees because you shouldn't have them well, home. Well, I that's part to yes. a competitor. Well, but I mean, that's, I think that's the, like, that's what always kills me when it comes to, you know, companies should be civically aware. And, why? Dude, companies don't have a heart. They have a spreadsheet. Right. Period. Yeah. End of story. Right. See numbers. And that's my point. And like, my whole thing is, I already know they're going to let people off because they, first of all, they were going to let people off before coronavirus. So if anybody wants to blame coronavirus for these layoffs, that's bullshit. <laughs> they're laying them off because But it's convenient. It's right. a very convenient excuse. However, they're trying to get lean because they're going more direct to consumers. So, of course, you know, that they don't have, like, because they had teams of people that had relationships with Foot Locker and the different retailers, mm-hmm. right? So, with those being eliminated, then obviously those teams no longer have a place. And so, if those teams have no longer have a place, those employees no longer have a place in the, in the company. And they're trying to go lean, basically, is what I'm trying right. to say. And, and to your point earlier, though, a lot of these, a lot it depends on the position, but a lot of people with these uh positions they have a thing in a contract where they like a no compete. Non compete. Yeah, so they can't necessarily just jump you ship can immediately. Go to Adidas Yeah, like immediately that. at least. Mm-hmm. They gotta wait like six months to a year, depending mm-hmm. on once again the position in the contract. Mm-hmm. Um but But you know, most of the low level people are gonna be the ones yeah, who get yeah. taken out and they probably don't even really have that. And so it's it's, it's but like I mean, the cuts are coming. Like, I mean, so a head of one department, like the people below him still have the job, but the head is gone. So it's like, you don't know who was getting the ax. You know what I'm saying? And so was, I can, I can understand why people are on pins and needles there. And so it's like, oh, just, you know, like, I don't want to hear about Drake's video. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, if you ain't got nothing pertinent to my job right now, 
I would rather not hear it. So what do you think that's going to mean for other, you know, corporations like Adidas and, you know, all these other I think folks. they're going to follow suit eventually. I mean, Nike is leading the charge as far as that direct-to-consumer. I think at some point other brands. I mean, Adidas is kind of up because of the Yeezys, so. I mean, they're kind of flatlining right now. I feel like. Until Christmas. How can I put this? I feel like. They're using that or they're trying to streamline. Like, companies love to use an excuse, but I know. Bad, it's a real mm-hmm. reason. Now, like I told you, it's be making numbers look pretty and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, yes. I think that's one of the things you got a new CEO. Mm-hmm. So, anybody, when they usually a head comes in, they like to clean your house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've witnessed that and we've seen that numerous times. So, it's just like, mm, I just can't really. And you're not struggling because your product is moving off the sales. Right. The people who are selling your product are doing record numbers. That's so, you can't say it's a lack of sales. Here's the problem, though. Mm-hmm. When you have so much market share, there's only so much more work you're going to do. Right? If you own, like, 60% of the market, there's only so much more growth. So, you have, so you know, that's why that's why the acceleration towards direct-to-consumer has been so fast and drastic because it's like that's the only other way to show some sign of growth is to cut out literally the middleman. Okay, we're going to get rid of the Foot Lockers and the, the right. Dick Sporting Goods. We can just sell it to you direct. And make all that money. Mm-hmm. But you know this is my thing. But prior to that, I would get that. But post coronavirus, with things taking all day in the mail, and mm-hmm. customers who normally would order are now saying, "You know what? I'm just going to go to another store and buy it so I can get it over with." Like those things. If coronavirus wouldn't happen, okay, because stuff was coming fast. Now with that, stuff is taking longer, and you going more direct consumer, which means. If you go on more direct to consumer, that means more FedEx or UPS going to be pushing your packages. If they don't hire adequately, then your packages are going to take longer to get, which is going to be upset customers. So it's like those are the things that they got. It's all about Nike, though. They don't care about. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, but they do when people complain <laughs> when they start asking people asking right. for their refund back. You know what I'm saying? But you got to also yeah, think of where we're headed, just in you know, just in times, and it's not. I don't really see it going backwards. I get what you're saying because it is, but. That's just going to open a window for new entrepreneurs to come in and have another delivery service or courier service that's going to try to partner with these companies to make the mail get there sooner. There are like 37 venture capital bros sitting in Silicon Valley right now coming up with apps named like L-E-T-R and and UPS Plus that won't actually do anything, but... Like I'm, dude. I'm like I'm angry, but like the whole like that whole postal service thing, like totally irritates the shit out of me. Oh yeah, Agent, yeah. O- Agent oh, Orange was a fool for that. Yeah, no it's trust annoying. me. Like if you're mad about the postal service not making money, I'm sorry. Let, can we talk military? Because because the military we spend like eighty x on. Oh my god, the contracts they throw around. Well, no, no. We say, and and the military ain't making us any money. Like I'd be like no, I'd be good, dude. The no. war in Iraq. If the, if like the Gulf War would have dropped oil no, prices, like I'm gas saying, prices no, down no, to a dollar. Right. Like no, I'm the, saying, if they like just the contracts that they alone is ridiculous. Just to like mm-hmm. build shit they don't even use. I said oh, people man. like people fail to realize like people love the joke all oh, black people buy this stuff they don't use and all that and we used to make fun of careers all black people buy that stuff the money we blow but the I said the same thing the U S do the same thing I spent look at these <laughs> fit, look at these twenty five stealth bombers that cost two point five billion to use and while China's looking at you and like you fool you spend sixty percent of your national uh, your and your money on your military and we got your economy in the palm of our hand yeah. 
So it's just and our like, people are eating bats. <laughs> so it's just like I'm looking like this is just like complete. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, history. I mean, oh, you want to cut education, but keep them how? And every fight that you fight, you talking about we protecting they, this deal. They, they every fight you fight is on foreign land. Uh, I mean, if you, you think about it, we too. don't like what you say. We just gonna find a reason to come over there and invade your ass. So as long as we got the firearm, you can have all that other shit because we had just come take. Yeah. But they don't think because they're still smarter because they still have more technology. I mean, that's because you invest in your infrastructure and your people. The smarter you're, you give mm-hmm. more free education. I'll call it education. Why do you think they the put better, so much emphasis on the yeah, education over there? That because the people, the better the people will work, the better workers they are, the better infrastructure, the better you know country you will have. If you notice, people complain about communism, but it does have some. If you notice, work right? I mean, elements of anything. Yeah, but. If you notice, though, like one of the first things China did was invest in their education. Like way back, what was this, like the 60s, 70s? Start putting more of an emphasis on the education because it was like, okay, like we're going to have an educated workforce. Because the more educated the workforce, the more that our products you advance. You can't be replaced by robots. Right. They're making the robots and sending it to anybody else. So I just, I. But they still Bruh. have population control. Man. And things that I mean, look, I'm not advocating everything China does. I'm just saying one of the things they understood was, okay, y'all are a bunch of idiots. So you know what? We're going to focus on that. That's why I was happy to like, do the uh, like Whitmer's thing today. Yeah. Hey, the whole, like, if you've been working on the front line this whole time, here's a free college education. Go. I'm down with that. Absolutely. I don't understand why that's not a why that's not. Oh, college should be free anyway. Why? Well, but then, but then, what's the point? Like I, yeah. But my thing is, is the institution community college? Yes. Is like the institutions really is. My thing is, it's been more about making money than it is about the teaching. The increasing tuition, yes. At this point, the increasing oh, tuition. Oh yeah, because like that is my thing. Guess, is like guess who the chair was uh, on the committee that uh, that like made the decision that U of M was coming back to school in person. The, the guy that owned the six apartment complexes around U of M. Go figure. Oops. That's how it works, though. I mean, and I mean, once again, I mean, we talked about this earlier, you know, extremes and finding that middle, right? Like, so trying to find that middle... Because obviously college isn't going to be free, but dude, at the I don't think time, you have to find the middle. Like, here's this is the sad part: where college is free, you have five percent over here on the left that right. are really effing loud. You have five percent over here on the right that are really effing loud. No, I'm talking about as far as what the ninety percent of us in the middle that are that are truly where the middle is yeah. are just. Would both of you just? STFU? Well, no, I was talking more specifically about college and how it's gone so far into just being for profit. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, well, and, uh, dude, same thing with healthcare. Because not only are they for dude, profit. Dude, why are, why are hospitals in such deep shit right now? Because they're not about healthcare. It's about profit. They've been designed for elective surgeries. They've been designed for things. That's that why could... I was something weird when I would hear, like, a not-for-profit hospital. I'm like, what? Like, that sounds like a Oh, yeah, Blue right Cross, Blue Shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're a non-profit. With fifty them. billion in the bank, yeah. but going back to the college, I'd l- thing, I would love to be that nonprofit. <laughs> but going back to the college thing is, you know, not only are they about you know profit, but then they force you to take classes that you don't even necessarily need in order to get, you know, a degree. Dude, I'll, I'll dude, I'll, I, honestly, I'll go a step down from that. 
When my so my nephew when he was sixteen so and he's twenty two now so he's he's already done his first stint in the air force and all that stuff so he's twenty so yeah so he was this is six years ago now um, he's always been a motorcycle guy yeah and he was like God he's like he's, he called me up and he was like hey Uncle Dave can I come over and like park my bike in your garage and like do some work on it and I'm like yeah I'm like but why don't you just use the shop garage at your high school. Cause like that's what like I, I'm going like my high school dude there were like you know three guys in my high school that like had motorcycles and they were always like working on crap in the in the shop garage that was the thing and he was like what's shop I was gonna ask you that I mean I know what it is but we didn't have I mean right I know what it is too, and I'm wondering dude I'm like look I'm wondering wait what I'm like when I'm like at a shop and like and so like and so like and I started talking to him and I'm like like that's the problem like so here's the issue is we've converted our entire society into that model where you have to go to college you had no dude because he's dude so number one he's in the air force number two he's a uh journeyman electrician um about to become a master um he is like that like that's the shit that kills me is like you not er, dude not everyone needs to go to college like go to a trade school go to a community college Mm go to uh, dude i've already my daughter, we've had this. My daughter's thirteen. I've already had this conversation with her. Go to a community college for the first two years and get the do. dumb shit out of the way cheap, and then figure out where you want to go after that. Exactly. Or if college isn't for you, like here's the part that makes me laugh, dude. At eighteen, we expect kids to figure out and know what they want to do with their lives. And we don't. You know what's crazy? So I didn't go to college. I went to trade school. I didn't go to college, but then in the last couple of weeks, I've had at least three college lectures with one at U of M and then another one at the it was the University of North, uh, Missouri Northwest. And I thought it was just ironic that I didn't go to college, and here I am talking to college students about the fields they're talking about getting. Sorry, Alanis Morissette says what? I don't know. I don't. I've heard of her. I'm black, y'all. I mean, you know black. the song isn't that ironic. You absolutely oh, know. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, now that you say it, I've heard the song. I just didn't know who she was. I mean, I didn't know that that was her song. I yeah. guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, that's what so, I'm saying. I mean, I'm, like I said, it's, like I said, <laughs> they, they've taken the education out as far as the purpose of it and replaced it with. You know, probably, but this is a capitalistic country, so everything is for profit. We love transactions. We love, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it don't like, start at college. It starts in freaking elementary and middle school uh-huh. and high school. You're not getting really taught nothing. The only thing that makes sense is the math and the science. Basically, you're getting taught to take tests and not necessarily be educated. Right. But once again, you think about, you know, the, you know, Caucasian race and other uh, different cultures that they study abroad to get they get the probably free education, probably scholarships coming over here. Like it's times I've been in Miami, I stayed in hostels, and I get exchange students staying there. What's that and like? It was actually pretty fun. The hostels, it's a, yeah, it's, an, it's a good imagine. experience to have when you're young. Not yeah, I was gonna say, I can't older. even imagine that. Yeah, and I was even encouraging I'd my be own with my eyes child. Open with a knife in my hand. The entire well, no, it's time. not that bad. You can have private rooms. You can have shared. What did you have? Share. Look at this turn to Howard Stern. Yeah, it was a share room. <laughs> five, <laughs> it was a, it was 3.5 a, it seconds. Was, it was, it I, was, saw uh, that, I saw that curve, boy. He's like, I'm going to start with slow hey, clutches. Like, share rooms? Who you share with? How did that Speaking go? Speaking of breadcrumbs. Like, boop. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you, 
<laughs> we know you. <laughs> we know you feed pigeons at the park. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I oh, damn man. know you. I know you. <laughs> no, I just wanted to know. Oh, it, was, it was me and my friend, and it was two other girls. One was from uh, Denmark, and the other was mm. Australian. Mm. And the Australian one, she was very colorful. She came right in with a guy having sex. First time meeting her. Whoa, what? Yeah. Woke up to her having sex in the top bunk at the front of the bed. I mean, so college. <laughs> what? Look, this is way more interesting than college. This is why I didn't go. Well, this is college, like he said. College college experience is really the, fun. The college experience is really yeah, fun. Don't yeah, get it yeah. That's it's, crazy though. That's crazy. Nah, it was crazy. That's I had I've been to Project X type parties in the apartment. Police came. Shh, it's literally hundred and twenty people in this two bedroom apartment. When the police come, Everybody everybody's silent. Like lights off. Yeah, oh, I did that like, that was high school. Like, right. was like, yeah, that's high school. But no, no, I do that we we went on no parties like that in high school, but <laughs> people were shooting. Was, that's when they started shooting in. But but no, nah, I was that was really fun. Man, okay, that hostile story. Okay, wow. I was Caucasian in New Hampshire. They weren't going to shoot me. I was good. I was good. Uh, <laughs> we weren't going nice. to house parties in high school. But I mean, <laughs> but, but Vina was there. So at the, the <laughs> for, we have to start going abroad too. Like in Morocco, it's free education. Free college education. It's countries that have it. Yeah, we just yeah. need to get out and there. And they rank higher in education, too. Exactly, because they're giving you the real shit. So, but does it devalue it, though? Like, I guess, like, that's my question. If, like, if truly, like, like truly, if a college education has no cost to it whatsoever, other than time, does that devalue what that piece of paper means? No, know, because it it's the sense. education isn't yeah. edu- we always told the education should be priceless because the knowledge carries on forever. Here's my thing. The edu- okay, you, do- you're getting, you're getting the- no, no, no. Does it? Because I'll fight this point. Dude, so I graduated with a double major, biochem and theater arts. I don't do a damn thing with either one of them. Yeah, well, right. I'm a little theatrical, yeah. but... It would devalue the the paper itself because, like you just said, the paper itself now means because it's inflation. Exactly. Well, because no, because it's like it's it's like if there's more money floating around, you, then money means less. It would mean nothing to you, but there will also be better people. I say more knowledgeable people working at companies, which means that's you would get better now, like, activity. Like so, that's, that's like so to me that's yeah. to me, and I like joke about the college experience, but to me, like the the college experience is. Going somewhere and getting outside your circle mm-hmm. and opening up your world a little bit. So it's more about the social aspects to exactly. me than it is anything else. Like, like that. Start. Yeah. Like that. It, like, it comes back to the education, though. It comes back to the curriculum and who's teaching it. So, yeah. Well, like he said, True. the first year yes. in some classes, but for the most part, if like you can make said, education free for 12 years, that. four more won't hurt. Yeah, but what about the four after that? That's true. No, honestly, dude. I and this is why, like, I've I've had so many people that have asked me over the years, uh, both employers and friends, that are like, dude, why don't you go get your master's? Why don't Why don't you get your PhD? I I don't want to, like, because to me, like, those are useless effing degrees. Like, so because here's the, and I've I, dude, I've fought with every HR department and every company that I've ever been a hiring capacity for, where if you give me, you bring me two resumes. One just got out of college with their four-year computer science degree, and one has been out in the – like said, screw college. 
I'm going to go do shit and has been doing shit for four years. I want that person that's been doing shit for four years a hundred times out of a hundred than that person who just learned how to answer questions from Well, I will counter that story with one of my own. I went, like I said, I went to trade school five years. Now, with the trade school, you went to school and you worked. So you got both, which is what you, I honestly think is what you need. You need knowledge and experience. So that's the model. There was actually a program from the state of Michigan that we helped promote for a while that did that whole, um, almost an apprenticeship model. Mm -hmm. Where it was, you went to school for six months and you work for six months. Yeah, and dude, like that, dude. That's the German model. And I mean, say what you will about Germany, they're efficient as shit. Um, and so, like, that's why they don't have the workforce issues that we have, dude. There are so many companies right now, especially from an IT perspective, right, that can't find talent. So, like, more and more companies, like, so there's a company, uh, I love them, Detroit Labs. Um, they do, like, a lot of, like, if you ever use, like, the Domino's mobile app, they developed that. Um, Chevy, they did that. Um, they've done some great stuff. Like, five years ago, they started their apprentice program where they said, we can't find the right talent, so we're going to home grow it. And so they bring you in, they pay you a working wage, like a living wage while you're in that apprentice program. And hopefully you, and and it might take you three months. It might take you six months to get through that program. Right. But at the end of that program, dude, there's a six figure job waiting for you. Well, see, that's the thing though. So I went through the program, got my license or whatever, right? I'm just out the program. I literally just got my license that year. I'm working at this company. This guy has been doing it for 30 years, doesn't have his license. And maybe my mind might be different because I think having a degree and having a license is two different things. Like a license means you are capable of doing it. Yeah, a driver's license doesn't mean you know how to drive. Exactly. (laughs) That's true. However, however, it comes with a certain level of training in order to do the job. And so this guy, and I wasn't like, I'm just there. I'm just trying to get my check. I ain't there to prove nothing to nobody. This is all put in a good day's work. And go home safe, right? As we're talking and stuff, you know, he finds out I have my license. He doesn't. And it was like instant insecurity. Dude just took issue with the fact I have my license and he didn't. And I've been doing this for 30 years. I'm like, okay, cool. Going back to your driver's license analogy. I'm like, okay, cool. So if I drive for 30 years and I get pulled over, can I tell the cop that? Or is he going to want to see my license? (laughs) He's going to want to see my license. So. Instead of Michigan, got to be a license to do electrical work. Long story short, he kept making an issue out of it. So just to pull his car, caught the uh, caught the uh, inspector. Shows up two days later, <laughs> basically shut everything down and said, okay, I'll allow you guys to run cables but when it comes to doing anything in a panel, little, uh, you know, any type of wiring, only he can do it, pointing to me. And... I looked at him and I was like, see, the difference between me and you is this is your ceiling. This is my floor. This is the lowest I could possibly go. This is the highest you could possibly go. You know why? Because I have a license. That was it. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, and so, I mean, his experience means something, but you got to have the education along with it. But here, here's, here's the thing, though. I'm a, I'm a, I would say both are needed. And this is why, hey, like people are like, well, you have the great experience, but you're in the four gear degree. like, okay. I got my experience by working. I couldn't have had that experience working like that. What did I do if I was going to school full time? Exactly. So the jobs state you up for the okie doke because it's very possible to have two at the same time. I both so this is why apprenticeships are yeah, good yeah, because yes. they do both. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I'm so I'm going to 
And then on top of that, right, we have people who will come in. I got a four-year degree, but they don't know what they're doing. And then on the flip side with you, it's like, okay, I can show you how to move, how to run this and do this. It's like, dang. It's like, yes, because your school teaches you the basics, but the experience you get in the field, it shows you how to it's deal with real things. It's that real world shit. Because, yes, for instance, what, like, you'll go to school and, like, you'll learn how to look at a blueprint. And then you got in the real world and you know that whatever's in that blueprint does not line up with this real world shit. And you got to right. work no. around it. You know and what I'm saying? you got to think, like, you know, when, like he said, you learn, uh, I feel like you learn the theory or, like you said, the basics of it because when you get in there you go every boss yeah. trains different that's what the book says right. how it works but this is how the it book works is five here. years old exactly. here's how shit really works now yeah exactly we've upgraded and, and your working experience is different on the company and your leadership and mm-hmm. your co-workers so my thing yep. is like i said it just it varies like you kind of need that balance though yeah. but speaking of education let's get to some stupid shit uh this week in stupid <laughs> great way to follow up education. Yes. have you not been listening for the last hour and 50 minutes like we're gonna get into some stupid <laughs> shit <laughs> yes uh a fender bender leads to sneaker robbery. In an article written by Brandon King from SneakerShopTalk.com, a fun evening was disturbed when two attendees of a house party in Green Pond, South Carolina, uh, got into a fight of which a third attendee tried to break up. Remember that. Two people got to a fight, and then the one guy was like, all right, we're not having this. Black Lives Matter. Break it up. Right. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. The man who attempted to break up the fight left the party with his cousin and was following his cousin home when somehow he ended up rear ending his cousin's vehicle. So he wasn't paying attention and ran into his own cousin. Right. While the two family members pulled over to look at the car for damages, one of the men from the house party altercation pulled up with several other men. The suspect allegedly proceeded to beat up the cousin who had attempted to keep the peace at the house party. Wow. (laughs) Stomping him out on the ground, wow. and then taking his Air Force Ones, iPhone, and eighty dollars in cash. His Air Force Ones. Wow! Jeez, I, I know that was, was kind of random. Well, actually, that's kind of hot because they can't keep them in stock. They are a hot commodity. <laughs> I, it sounds like right he now. was being disrespectful. Like, give me a shot. I'm just saying that, like, you gonna fight the dude that was trying to, like, yo, he like, break up the was, fight? He was mad at him. He must have said he's a neutral party. Nerve. I, I guess. Yeah, like, oh, you think you tough too? <laughs> but why though? He was breaking up the fight. Well, you know, that's why fight. sometimes getting in the fight with people is pointless because yeah. it, it's never ending. If I beat you up, you are gonna want revenge. You know, I almost feel like it's ne- it's gonna be always a revolving door. Yeah, that's nobody. Why, that's why nobody. Somebody either. has you have to be the bigger person and actually have a conversation. <sighs> And try to, or just, that, or just leave it alone. Because some people don't, they ain't gonna record something. Else. So some, you can't rationalize yeah. people. So just, yeah, so just, just leave yeah, it alone. Yeah, when you can't rationalize it, but hey, we but, can agree to disagree. Especially yeah. when men, there's too much ego yeah. involved. Especially when you're younger. Like I feel like when older that's cats, the problem. I think older cats who's been around. I think that's more likely to happen is that they can have that conversation ultimately. I mean, testosterone is testosterone. You're probably yeah, they even go get oh, into let's a squabble. Like women don't do this though. No, but it's just the saying. Like I'm not saying people don't, but it's y'all just fights saying, are more. Like, y'all fights are more theatrical. It's I, I, like I watched. <laughs> the, I've never seen a fight like never. I'm saying this is like never. Mary, it was a song that never ends. Like the <laughs> girls got into the fight, right? They fight, right? I've never seen people fight with cars. They get in the car. She's ramming. They literally swiping each other. Back oh, wow. and forth, swiping really? each other. Like, I wish I had that. It was just that like, is that type of like, just say, yeah. okay, y'all broke up, y'all fought, y'all got it out. They went in the cars, went in it with the cars. Like, there's a saying about, there's a saying that you could put uh, two men who are enemies in a room 
and they'll walk out as friends, and you could put two women who are friends in a room and they'll walk out as enemies. That probably makes a lot of sense. Um, and but no, I mean, women, y'all are so emotional. <laughs> and yeah, I feel that. Yeah, and you know, women take things all personal. All the time. But see, I that's what I'm saying. Like, y'all have emotions. They got have egos, egos, too. They got egos, too. Yeah. But you know, y'all are more emotional. We're more egotistical. So it's like pride. It's egos there, too, in some cases with certain people. Because, you know, when somebody, you know, you think this girl thinks she all that. And it's like, well, you know what I'm saying? Now nah, my pride is on some shit because you're not all that. You know, it's just... It's like you said. It's always some type of ego and emotions is what makes it draw out. Like you said, like the guys can eventually just say, you know what, this was fucking dumb. You know, moving on. Either we cool or we ain't. You know, you know what? what? I think most men don't like wasting time. Yeah, but women they don't <laughs> like, drag it because of emotion. It's gonna drag. Well, even and drag. When, even my thing is even when dudes don't resolve. Like I don't really care to like cool out with you, but I know when I see you, you 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 go you go you stay your distance. I stay right. My you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even you're like I ain't about to. I don't mess with you, but I ain't about to go out my way to do something. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, girls, she probably be looking like, you know, giving you some type of look or something. Oh, that's all it takes for y'all. Like look that look. What do like, do for dudes is to be like that too? What you looking at? Like, so, like yeah, I've seen guys look and get <clears throat> mad saying like he's looking at me like okay, a little crazy. I'd be like, yo, unless you going like you ain't about to do nothing, so shit, you can look all you want to. Look all you want, don't touch. That's the motto. Look but don't touch. Um, so, yeah. Well, somebody got touched in this next story. Uh, <laughs> sneaker detail. sale. Leads to high speed car chase. This might be the craziest batch of stories. What sneakers was selling that day? Uh, an article written once again by Brandon King for SneakerShotTalk.com. <laughs> Police in Redding, California responded to a robbery call. A robbery call in the south part of town. Uh, en route to the call, responding officers were made aware that the victim, the victim, was chasing after the alleged perpetrators. Uh, the victim, 19 year old Anthony Larson, and his family. We're in two separate vehicles pursuing the suspect from Redding, California, all the way to Anderson, California, a distance of about 12 miles. Wow. On the phone. Yeah, well, it depends. It depends on the shoot, like you said. I uh, was, I need to hear. The police investigation uncovered that 19-year-old Austin Ryan Alexander, along with a 15-year-old, made arrangements to purchase Nike sneakers from Anthony. Anthony and the two suspects agreed to meet at a location in South Redding. At the meetup location, the suspect said that he desired to inspect the shoes, to which Anthony agreed. While inspecting the shoes, the two thieves quickly got into the car and drove off. Wow. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to look over the shoe. What's that? He just jumped in the car. Right. Uh, Anthony, who apparently didn't come along, jumped into one vehicle <laughs> while other family members were in another car and proceeded to chase after the suspects. At one point during the chase, Anthony and his family actually managed to box the suspect's vehicle in. However, in something out of an action movie, the suspects ran both cars and continued their escape. Wow. The chase ended when the suspects arrived in Anderson. The police were able to conduct a traffic stop on all the cars involved. The one suspect, Alexander, was arrested and booked into the Shasta uh, County Jail and charged with robbery and assault with a deadly weapon. The 15-year-old suspect was cited and released to a relative. Now, I'm trying to figure out how, what? Mm, cited for, uh, probably for reckless driving. But how, okay, so if one person is worthy of getting arrested, granted he was 19 and adult, how's the 15 not held in, like, juvenile or anything until? 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I had a good story. Or it was related to somebody. Right. <laughs> they yeah. let him off. Yeah. Jeez. That relative probably worked at the Shasta County Jail. Um, <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> probably an uncle or a father, man. Right. Uh, wow. That is crazy for some Nikes. Man. Now, this is my question. I know y'all about to wrap it up. And I've been thinking about this all week because I've been, you know, weighing out my own decisions mm-hmm. since we're talking about sneakers here. Like, now quality and you know quantity to buy like a pair of versace sh- shoes right mm-hmm. gym shoes sneakers you're paying about you know eight hundred dollars versus you know some pumas that yeah. may look similar would i be you know like, is it is the shoe gonna feel better the puma like does it matter is it more the comfortable well, that- I mean, because i know some expensive shoes are not Yes. I was going to say, at that point, you're buying a name. I mean, some no of us, it, depends, no it depends on the company. Some companies have great quality income, and some don't. My thing is... Is it worth $600? Difference? Buy what works for you. Or you have to be... It depends on where you are in your shoe collection. If you're in the beginning, I wouldn't do that, because you can go get seven other shoes that you truly like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or if you got everything else you want, it's like, okay, now I can go to tier system like it's for me even with me being in the sneaker game so long i have shoes okay once i get to this i'm buying everything here mm. that shoe is gonna be at that price for a long time i'm gonna tell you i'm so gonna keep I'm, it and real I hear simple that now it's an investment it is an investment but i'm gonna give you a real simple answer to your question though no hell no it's, listen i see people versace, reselling these same like, if you're gonna resell if you're gonna resell and all that other stuff i guess but we talk but if you're talking about actually wearing these shoes and you're saying okay the difference in quality and comfort mm-hmm. and all this other shit is not worth six hundred dollars. But my thing is, it's not even about. It's about, and this is what it comes down to. What do you think is value? Because we we okay, will say true. if we if I told him, see, man, I got a dude. He give us our Kobe fives for two hundred dollars. He'd be like, that's a deal. Bet to you, someone like him, like that's way too much. Right. So the value was in what you think it is. Mm-hmm. Agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my thing is what because what he would pay for a shoe, I wouldn't, or vice versa. Sometimes depending on the shoe. Mm-hmm. So it just it goes back to that. Like to my friends, be like, oh man, this shoe on sale. You've been looking at. Like, I need a little bit lower. Like, are you serious? But <laughs> it's just how we look at things right. and how you value things. So. I've that. been changing my my feelings because I've been a non gym shoe person. I wore them as a child, of course, because I was looking up to my brother. But then be, when I became a young lady, I was like mm, heels and loafers, and I would get one pair of shoes that would last me like five years, uh-huh. like Dave. Yes, like Dave. <laughs> but they would always look good, and not wore out. But the, no shit. I like Dave. Dave. <laughs> but now I say, okay, okay, I'm gonna try to, cause I'm like a basic black person. So colorful <laughs> shoes, basic they make me nervous. Person. You know, uh-huh. I'd be like, damn, is this gonna look right? This green, this all this color. Instead of BBP, right? Basic black person. Basic like, black person, black and brown. That's it. Let's abbreviate that. Yeah. But do you think it's? Do she, I'm gonna start saying that. I'm a BBP. So, like so she it. doesn't like pumpkin spice, but <laughs> she like. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the what the. <laughs> Basic black she likes breadcrumbs and a macaroni. That's, yeah. I have to have other people pick my shoes out with color, so well, I won't. Sneakers have become such a, a fashion. But they're part of what you like. What you like. They're but now I've started to feel like okay, because usually you just see like you know black girls. They always in the hard shit, like the. The Jordans and the high top ones, and that should be looking unfeminine to be sometimes. So, uh, it's how you make it because I've seen some women who they have ones. made it look cute in some yes, dresses. Yes, yes, yes. I've seen some people yeah. dress it up. 
But most of the time, I see the hood rats, and then it don't look. Just I mean, that goes with. Don't look at the hood rats. I mean, that goes with. Don't look at them. But then you want to go a block that way, not a block that way. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. You know, for a while they just look like regular running shoes that you would just exit. Now I'm starting to see some style. I mean, it depends on like. Once again, it depends on you though. But the person makes the clothes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's true. Because I've seen some stuff, and it's like, and then I see somebody put it together, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, I've right. seen some people bought some good outfits. Too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I yeah. <laughs> I've seen that, too. <laughs> the shoe botch. Yes. Aww. So, no, nah, I mean, it depends on, yeah, it depends on you and your style. Like, some people, I'll be the first to admit, like, because I wear a size 15, like, mm-hmm. so, like, some things I can't get away with. Like, I can't wear, like, regular Chuck Taylors because they're just making my feet look abnormally long like as if I need them to look any longer than they already are um little puppy and so you know certain things I'm just gonna stare off in the space I'm just shaking my head just nope eyes yep no no but I mean so certain things I can't get away with like you know certain low tops yeah I can't get away with you know wearing a size 15 but you know and so I get jealous sometimes with people with smaller feet I'm looking like man I wish I could wear those but right it is what it is. Tape your feet up like the Asians. Mm. Too late for that. Binding, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too late. All right, well, I got uh, I got people waiting for me at oh, a yeah, bar in Hamtramck. So, so, what, so what are we doing? Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was this episode two sixty seven? Thank you guys. For yes. having no problem. No problem. Hopefully, we have you back another time yes. on another show. Uh, Get my and questions together. Yes, most definitely. Yeah, I would like to have a woman's point of view on certain mm-hmm. things. Um, but episode two sixty seven. God, God knows I'm no help in general. So yeah. <laughs> man, only. No, you, you actually came in instrumental with the sugar thing. So yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you were vital for that one. But uh, we'll see you guys next week. We out. All right, peace. Mm-hmm.